Hi guys, welcome back to Don't Ask Me How I'm Doing. Today we're going to be talking about doing things for you. Just like the concept of self-care and caring for your mind, doing things for you isn't really promoted. Personally, I didn't start doing things for me and intentionally prioritizing myself and my joy until I really had to. And that was recently, like I'm talking this past year, because before, in high school, middle school, um, I had so many friends that it was like, even if I did want to do something for myself, I would always include someone else to enjoy it with me. Like, for example, I want to get my nails done. I'm going to call up my friend and be like, let's go get our nails done. Or even, even like the personal, like spiritual stuff, because I went to a Christian school, it was easy for me to be like, oh, I'm feeling down. I would really like to spend time journaling and reading my Bible. Believe it or not, if you're not from a Christian school or like a Christian background, this would probably be weird to you because spiritual things are supposed to be like personal one-on-one, but like journaling and like spending time with the Lord or even just time for solitude was like a hangout option. Like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Do you want to go like go journal? Or like, do you want to just go read the Bible with me? Like that was like a hangout thing. And now that I'm like thinking back on that, that's kind of weird. I mean, it's not weird because it's fellowship and that is a part of, you know, growing in your faith, but it shouldn't have been like a hangout thing. That's weird. But my point in saying that is like, even the things people typically do for themselves like that, um, I would do with other people just because I had other people to do them with. But with the pandemic, with people showing their true colors and me just losing friends left and right, that option was eliminated. And at first, obviously, I did not know how to adjust to that in a healthy way. I mean, I still kind of say that I don't have friends because I just don't have as many as I used to. And it feels like I don't have friends, even though I have great friends in my life right now. But at first it was a negative thing. Like, I don't have anyone to do this with. I'm, I'm lonely, like that sort of vibe. But as time went on, I just got used to it and doing things for myself and by myself was like, like a mini vacation. And I'm still kind of getting used to it, especially when it comes down to like spending money on myself or on things that I enjoy that don't really have any other purpose other than, like, for fun. And I don't know where that comes from, like, me feeling guilty about spending money on myself, even though it's money, like, I've worked hard for. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. I just feel like I shouldn't spend money on frivolous things. So yeah, spending money on things that you find fun is a part of doing things for you. I recently bought an Apple Watch and I've been wanting an Apple Watch for like over a year now because I work out almost every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And I'm a collegiate athlete, so it'd be really useful for me. But I would just always look at the price and be like, oh, that's just a little too much money to be spending on myself. And so I just never did it. But finally... The other week, I was just like, I'm going to do it. I really want this. And I did it. And I did feel guilty and bad bad about my purchase for a good like week after I bought it. But now I'm just so grateful that I got over that because like I use it all the time and 
it's like it's living up to everything everyone said it would. But I never would have known that if I didn't decide to just do it for myself. I've also decided to challenge myself this month of April with some dietary restrictions. I won't say it's a diet because that word has a lot of negative things attached to it. And I'm not like calorie counting or anything, so I don't really think it qualifies as a diet. It's really specific to me and my eating habits. So some of the things I've been striving to do is to eat a vegetable with every meal, um, not eat fried foods, stay away from processed foods as much as I can, but obviously everything's processed, so that's kind of like a broad sort of umbrella. Um, but my biggest one was no candy because I love candy and I used to eat it every day, <laughs> which is, that's embarrassing. I, that's embarrassing. And you know what? And that's why I did this because although I work it off, it's just a discipline thing. Like there's just no reason for me to be eating candy every day. That is just, I'm abusing that, that power of being able to buy it myself and the fact that it doesn't affect my weight or anything. Like, I know I'm ab I'm abusing it, so I just decided to include that on the list just to practice some discipline. And it's been hard. But I don't regret it because I do feel so good knowing that, like, I set this goal and I'm I'm accomplishing it little by little. Even though I've had some, some slip-ups, I'm still very proud of myself because it's just I'm consuming it way less than I ever did in probably the past 19 years of my life. Another thing I'm doing for myself this month is reading. I used to read so much as a child and I loved it. But I don't know, as you grow older, you either stick with it or it goes to the back burner. And it definitely went to the back burner for me just because sports took over. And I was less into school and just all things education because I was always at practice or whatever it may be. But reading... Reading is a great alternative um, to social media and just wasting time watching TV because you're enriching your, your mind and expanding your vocabulary and just learning new things all while entertaining yourself. And I mean, you can do that on social media, but oftentimes that's not what social media is being used for. And the people I follow, I mean, personally, I can't say they're enriching my mind. So... Um, I'm currently rereading one of my favorite books of all time. It's called Kite Runner, and I was forced to read it in high school, and I'm so glad that I actually did, and I didn't just spark note it, because I've reread it probably about twice now since I've graduated, and every time, it's just so good. And if you're listening to this and you haven't read Kite Runner, go buy it. It's worth it. It's probably like $10 and it's just such a good story. It'll probably make you cry. It makes me cry every time, even though I know what's going to happen. And yeah, so reading is, is also on the list of things I'm doing for me. Um, intentional communication. I think I talked about this in the first episode, but just really communicating how I feel when I feel it and why I feel that way to whoever's making me feel that way. That was a lot. But I'm not, I'm not going to dive into that because that's literally all of episode one. But I talking about all the things I'm doing for myself and why it's important to even do things for myself raises the question in my mind, where's the line between selfishness and prioritizing yourself and your joy and your happiness? Because I am the type of person, not only am I practicing this whole do things for myself, but I'm also not an extrovert. So... I've said no to like hanging out with people 
just so I could record a podcast or edit a podcast or read my book or just literally sit in my own solace. Like, is that selfish or is that okay because I'm prioritizing my me time and I'm doing that for me, you know? I guess it becomes selfish when it starts to hurt someone else. Like, for example, if me saying no to going to someone's birthday party hurts their feelings, like, I guess that would be selfish. Yeah, that would be selfish because if I were the person throwing the birthday party and one of my friends said they're not coming because they want to read a book, no. But in terms of like, hey, let's just go out to eat, I'm bored, that's valid. I guess it's important as you're doing things for yourself, and I'm kind of talking to myself in this moment, um, it's important as you're doing things for yourself to constantly be assessing that, the selfish versus prioritizing line, just so it remains a positive thing. Because I could, like now that I'm thinking about this and thinking about this past month and the things I've, you know, said no to and whatnot, I can see how it, it could get a little bit unhealthy and how I could potentially use quote unquote, doing things for myself or prioritizing myself as like just something to get me out of doing things I don't want to do, even though I should do them. So that's important to remember, Niall, when you're listening to this podcast in the future. One thing that shouldn't be normal that is so normal is not appreciating yourself and not spending more time with yourself because if you think about it like yes we're human beings yes we can't function without relationships or other people in our lives but at the same time like you exist in one body you have one mind and like it's somehow normal to not spend time doing things for you question mark like why and it's so easy to get caught up in like the swing of life and everything else going on in your relationships or in your job or or school or whatever else you're doing, but sitting down and doing something for you or just taking time to be with yourself and not on your phone, not talking to someone else, like that's not normalized. And even when I, like I've started doing that, just being in my mind, like consumed in my thoughts, just being in myself, it feels awkward. I've been practicing that for like the past couple weeks. Um, It's one of my April do things for myself things. And it's still weird. (laughs) It's still weird to just sit and be. Be aware of your body and your thoughts and everything else going on that makes you, you. I feel like this is a concept that, that the hippies have down. Or like the super minimalist people who like live out in the middle of nowhere they probably like do this naturally and I'm not saying that like we should all be hippies nor am I saying that that lifestyle is appealing to me because it's not but that one little aspect that they probably have down packed like everyone should have that I guess it makes sense that everyone isn't there yet though because we're constantly evolving and changing and we'll never stop learning about the world around us or ourselves. So I feel like everyone in their lifetime will reach this point where they're like, yeah, my body is important. My mind is important. I need to prioritize that. 
I need to prioritize that at some point in their lives. Like I'm looking around now and I'm trying to like assess and make a judgment based off of the people I know now and where they are. But that's not even fair because one, I know like 0.0001 of the population of this entire human race. So like there might be a whole bunch of people who do think like this and who do practice mindfulness and doing things for themselves every single day. And I just don't know them. But also the people I do know maybe aren't there yet and haven't learned that yet or haven't had to learn that yet. It's not useful for them right now. And that's completely valid. And that just brings me into a whole other like swirl of thoughts, like how little we are in this universe and how little we all know. Because right now I'm in this whole like, you know, self-discovery phase, reinventing myself phase because I've been dragged through the mud, it seems like. And it's just necessary for me right now to push forward and be better. But at the same time, like, there's probably so much more that I don't know and I won't know for a really long time. And I'm in this mindset of like, wow, this is amazing. Like, everyone should know this. (laughs) And it's kind of like a, I'm at sort of a, a destination point when really, like, there is no final destination point. Like, I have not reached anywhere because there's just so much more to go. And I probably won't even get anywhere near the end in my lifetime, which is crazy. Like all that knowledge just for me to not even be halfway there. And I'm only 20 years old. Like that is just kind of crazy and kind of makes everything seem a little bit pointless, but obviously it's not. My brain just can't comprehend like the fact that it's actually not as smart as it thinks it is. (laughs) anyway that was kind of extremely off topic um back to doing things for you so i'm not into zodiac signs but people say that capricorns which is what i allegedly am are super goal oriented and um high achievers i do identify with that i do like goals and i do like achieving them But the thing with goals and the thing with achieving them and the thing with mental health mixed in with that is that depending on your mental state, setting a goal can be a detriment to you. I wasn't reaching my goals and I didn't have motivation to strive to even try to reach my goals, but I was still setting them. And that made me slow down and kind of rework my way up to setting goals in itself, if that makes sense. Like... For months, my goal was to be able to set a goal. And after doing that, I was able to get back on the track of setting multiple goals and achieving them. But what they don't tell you about goal setting is that sometimes it's okay to have a goal that's not really all bright and shiny. For example, it could be a goal for you to rest. It could be a goal for you to get enough sleep at night. I was coming out of a depressive episode saying, okay, let's set the goal to work out three times a day. Obviously, that's not going to work. Like, your mind plays such a huge role in what you can accomplish. And so I had to take care of that first. I started doing things for myself mentally so that I could build up that stamina, get stronger mentally again so that I could do things for myself physically. 
And that was challenging because mental work doesn't give you an immediate reward. You still feel like crap even after you tell yourself the 10 affirmations for the day. Um, But over time, it does get better. And I was able to see that in myself and see that growth. And my April goals are proof of that. So this month is coming to an end in like, I think two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, maybe less than two weeks, actually. Now it's April 20th. Um, and that means it's time for May goals. I'm going to be out of school, but I'm also going to be starting my internship in May. And I think I'm just going to throw all my energy into that and just set the goal to be the best intern I can be. That, I don't know what that's going to look like because I've never been an intern before. So I'm just going to leave that right there. Like, that's the goal. That's it. No specifics, no details yet. Just that is my May goal. Setting out to do things for yourself closes that door of going through the motions. And going through the motions leaves so much room to be unfulfilled. You're not connected in what you're doing, whether that be schoolwork or, I don't know, your job or whatever. You're just doing it to do it. Doing it for other people, maybe. Doing it because you know you have to. Whatever it may be. So if you're listening to this, I encourage you today to do something for yourself. Set a goal for yourself. Buy yourself your favorite food, whatever it may be. But just make sure you're doing something for yourself. You're prioritizing yourself your health, your joy, and all of the above. It's time for gratitudes, intentions, and what I'm looking forward to. Today, I'm grateful for TV. I just found The Hunger Games for free, and that was like one of my favorite books as a child and one of my favorite movies and like even in the first like 10 minutes you know after they pick the names and um Katniss volunteers as tribute like I literally started crying like it's just such a good movie and I'm so grateful that I was just bored enough to be scrolling on TV and found it like oh my goodness if you haven't seen Hunger Games like recently go rewatch it you will thank me later Today, I intend to try to pay attention in my financial reporting class. It's been such a struggle all year because my teacher is like the most boring, monotone person God has ever created. And no offense to her, she's a really sweet lady. But as far as being my financial reporting professor, I'm not a fan. Um, But we have like two classes left and the least I could do is just attempt. Just attempt to pay attention. That is my intention. I'm looking forward to seeing my good friend Nia. She lives in Raleigh and I'm in Hampton, so we don't get to see each other often, but I'm home for the week, so I get to see her and hang out with her. And on that same topic, I'm also looking forward to when our school opens back up and everyone can be on campus, because then I won't have to wait months to see her. Shout out to you, Nia. All right, that is all for today's episode. I will see you guys next time.